1: Hey guys, so welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza. Uh, last week, I had so much fun with Kerrigan on the episode, and I have a special guest lined up for next week, so make sure to tune in for that. But today, I'm riding solo. It's gonna be a fun one, though. It's Men's Mental Health Awareness Month, um, supposedly, because I was, like, Googling, and it said June is also, but then I was finding articles that said November, so I guess they have two awareness month like i don't um, i'm confused but i figured i'd take some time to talk about it since men are always saying that women don't care about men's mental health like duh we care but um yeah i just have some really good tiktoks having to do with all of that and um, i'm gonna be talking a little bit about a scene from white lotus it's not a spoiler it's from season two um but yeah it's really good it all ties together really well As far as the artist, I'm going to be talking about Jacoy, his song Bitter just dropped on Halloween. He is from Toronto. He's an R&B singer. He has a lot of really good music. Actually, I just started checking out some of it and he dropped an album uh, last year. Got some really good bops on there and he's been dropping some singles this year. So I'm guessing he's getting ready, maybe working on an album. I don't know. But this song is really good i added it to the simpin after dark spotify playlist if you guys want to listen to simpin music go check that out i added some really good new fun songs like um let's see let me pull it up there was one that i was really obsessed with it was by i think Ye ali off his new album and it was called let me find it right now no pictures it's like featuring bk habermel and jermaine no Jermaine. sorry i totally butchered those yeah it's called no pictures it's so good and then i added a song by script riley a song by levin callie that's really fucking good um amaria and dustin conrad and then of course the song bitter by jacoy and a shirt which by the way she finally announced she's dropping the album in december so i know i'm so fucking excited for that i know you guys are probably so excited um yeah what else am i talking about today yeah mostly a bunch of tiktoks so get ready i got some good ones a bunch of stuff about toxic masculinity fragile masculinity just because it literally has everything to do with men's mental health like there's no shying away from that so yeah Oh, and I also wanted to talk about Shanquel Robinson. I'm sorry if I said her name wrong. Um, rest in peace. It's a really fucked up, sad story of this girl. I think she was like 25 or something. She was young. And she went to Mexico on vacation with some friends. And um, yeah, I guess I could just talk about it now. There's a video going around on Twitter. Um, trigger warning if you come across it, like, i saw it and i didn't even realize she's like naked in it and she's fighting some girl and everyone's like recording there's guys in the room too that are like their friends i guess and this girl's like fighting her just like whooping her ass and the other girl the girl that died she's not even fighting back like i don't know if she's like a drunk or what's going on but i guess her friends just left her in mexico in the room like the hotel staff had to find the body and now, thankfully, the FBI is involved because it's just really fucking shady. Um, yeah, it's just really fucked up. So just be careful who you go on vacations with. Pretty much, like I know you shouldn't have to be careful about that. And like, that's not to be victim blaming at all because like those people are fucking weird. Like I, that video was nuts, and I can't wait for some details to come out just so people can freaking be held accountable and her family can have some peace of mind. It's really so sad. But yeah, I'm glad the FBI is involved now. I don't know if it was because of social media, but there was a lot of people spreading the word about the story. And I'm really glad because there's too many stories where shit just gets brushed under the rug because it's not like a family with money or because it's not like anybody famous or a white woman. We all know how that goes. Usually when it's like a white woman, the FBI is all over it. Not to say it's all the time. But we do see a lot of women of color, especially black women, their stories get brushed under the rug. So, yeah, hopefully they stay on this and hold some people accountable. All right, so Ja'Coi, Bitter. It is a song basically about a guy just grieving about what could have been with a girl. I think his take on it is, you know, it's not really like a full-blown relationship. I saw on his Instagram he posted about it and it was like... um. The second picture was a meme where it's, like, the guy telling the girl, like, hey, let's meet up, like, for real this time. And the girl's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then he hits her up later and she just ghosts him. And he's like, God damn it, she got me again. So um, I feel for the men that have to go through that, you know, it happens. We all go through it. Not everything works out in your favor all the time. So I think he was coming at it from a more lighthearted point of view rather than, like full-blown relationship and losing the love of his life but it can definitely be interpreted either way he's bitter he's sad that he lost someone and I feel like girls do this a lot too and I feel like we're even more intense with it like we'll fall in love with like a stranger at the grocery store and then just picture our life and then grieve that we'll never see them again it's very just short-lived nothing serious but it's relatable we all been there and I love any RB song with a man grieving about a woman. So I'm here for it. Let me go ahead and play a clip.
2: My is better, no to return All I know is I miss you, baby. It's been hard to get you on the phone. I thought like I forget you, but you already know it. I'm focused. Can't stop me
1: now. I'm on and I'm okay, a little bop. I love the little guitar loop going on in the background and all of it. It sounds like something I could do with fun little slow dance too with my man, just you know, head on the shoulder. Um yeah, but go check out more of his music if you haven't yet. I definitely am about to get more into it. So the chorus says, could have been a lover, could have been what you needed, could have been whatever, could have been what you're seeking. Instead you took my sweater with no intentions to return it. Now I'm kind of bitter, now I'm kind of bitter. So, yeah. You meet someone, you hang out a couple times maybe. Take their sweater and never talk to them again. You know, it's hoodie collecting season coming up. So, fellas, watch your hoodies. Don't let the girls steal them because they will. I've taken a few hoodies in my time. Like, hoodies are expensive. So, I mean, I get why guys are bitter about that. But you also have to see why it's like, it's a little token for the girls. It's a little something just to remember the memory by but then also sucks because if you get in a relationship, someone can find that hoodie and they're like, who the fuck's hoodie is this? This is not my hoodie. And you just lie and you're like, it's mine. Duh, babe. It's like, I'm not going to throw away a hoodie. Like, I don't think specifically because you remember about the memory with the hoodie. I don't think it means you're holding feelings, at least for girls. And this kind of goes back to my episode with April where, like, I feel like men have trouble letting go more than girls. Like, we definitely like in our feelings and feel deeply, but once it's done, it's done. With men, like, this is maybe my little double standard. Men can't keep hoodies or any type of memorabilia, did I say that right, from girls. Like, keeping the little things, trinkets, memorabilia, hoodies, merch from a dude. Like, that's for the girls, so it's because we know how to let go. So once the boys learn, then they can maybe do it, but no. I don't think so. I don't see that happening in my lifetime. Yeah, but that chorus is very relatable because we've all kind of reminisced or like not reminisced, but we've all kind of grieved something that never was, you know, like pictured a whole future with someone. Maybe you go on like a few hangouts. Everything is good. You know, you don't see their flaws yet. You haven't seen the red flags. Maybe you haven't seen how they are when they're angry or when they're hungry or whatever it may be. So to you, they're perfect, and when someone is perfect, like you want them, you want to hold it down, you picture your whole life together. and then something happens, like, you know, the, the fade away. You don't have to necessarily like ghost just out of nowhere, but you know, the texts become shorter, they're taking hours to reply. Days now. like you gotta let it go once you realize that it's happening. I think it's pretty obvious. You can tell when someone is still fucking with you. The energy will be there. The enthusiasm, the text back, the flirtatiousness. Once they get cold, just take the hint and go. But it is sad when you're feeling the person. Like, when it happens to you, it's sad. But it's also hard having to be the ghoster. So, you know, I feel both sides. And I don't think anyone's wrong. I feel like some people expect, like, an explanation. But... Like, what could somebody really tell you that's, like, gonna help you? Like, if somebody told me, like, if a guy was, like, oh, you're cool, but, like, you're too clingy, like, okay, I'm sorry, what am I supposed to do, change who I am to my core? Like, I can't change that. I'm not saying I am clingy. I don't know if I am. I've never had anybody tell me that for real, but I don't know, that just first, that just came to my mind right now. But, like, if a guy did tell me that, like, how is that gonna help me? Am I gonna stop? I feel like if you're... Thingy, that's just who you are. As long as it's not like unhealthy, like you're doing too much, like smothering them. But once it's like that, like you need therapy. Like somebody telling you that is not gonna make you better. At least to me, maybe this might be a little bit toxic advice. I don't know. But I, I feel like I'm spitting. Like I would much rather somebody just go cold on me than tell me why they stopped talking to me like tell me all my flaws like I I don't need to know that that's none of my business if we're being real it's not and if somebody like asked me like oh like what did I do wrong like you're weird now like why are you making it awkward like you couldn't just go with the flow you know go go with the flow also means taking a hint and just going on with your life if somebody's not feeling you go with the flow doesn't always have to be you know Like a good thing, I feel like people always like go with the flow, and then we'll end up in a relationship. But you know, you also have to take into consideration that it's not always going to turn into a relationship. And this is maybe advice for myself. I've talked about it before. Young student loan said, "What am I like a serial monogamist?" I forgot what he said. Where it's like I basically don't like to just have little flings and shit. Like I just find someone, and then it's like I love you, relationship. That's it. I think it's more healthy to not have expectations that it's always going to be a forever thing and learning to walk away when it's not working anymore. I actually just posted today on Simpin a tweet by the Kaya Nova. She said, Tia Mori said her marriage was successful, but it ended because she had evolved. She spoke about divorce being a graduation not a failure. That success in a marriage is not about longevity, but if two people are happy together, that message is going to save some lives for real. And I love that because, yeah, in marriage or just relationships, you don't have to like force it or stick it out just because you made a commitment at one point. Like you can change your mind and it's rough and it hurts. and of course once it's like marriage don't like just go cold one day and be like I want a divorce like I don't know where like when I say that it's for flings like you talked a few times on the internet hung out once or twice you know but yeah I think if you just learn to accept that you don't own anyone forever you don't own a situation forever like things can change life will be a lot easier because not even marriage is forever So verse one, he says, all I know is I miss you, babe. It's been hard to get you on the phone. I talk like I forget you, but you already know this. I'm focused, can't stop me now. I'm on and I'm lit. I got four bitches in my phone right now, but they ain't worth it to me. You fit in my life perfectly. So it's definitely like that hooking up stage, just casual stage. You got other people on your phone, but you don't actually like them. You know, sadly, some people just talk to people for fun and it's casual but i think as long as you're communicating that it's totally fine like i said like not everything has to lead to a full-blown relationship so and i think it's just natural to always have like a favorite one like your favorite hoe like whatever and hoe is gender neutral always in verse two he says oh baby i'm so bitter it's breaking me down inside why you got me hurting babe yeah the way that i'm feeling is the reason i can't let it slide could have been the one i didn't want to say it but i can't get it off of my mind wanted to save my tongue but i just can't do that no more so like he had to let it out like he had to hop in the boot and let everybody know how he feels and let that girl know like i'm bitter like you were the one like i fucking loved you girl and i love when a guy feels like that i love when a guy is sad about losing a good one but i also feel like that's like when you don't know that's like when you pedestalize someone like of course it sucks because like you're building them up to be everything in your head you don't really know them for real yet so I feel like it's kind of fun to grieve those little things because it's not as serious it doesn't hurt for real I feel like it's more of like a boohoo pity party for yourself like an excuse to just like feel bad real quick you know some drama some spice in your life something fun nothing crazy like you're not actually hurt for real like you're grieving something that's like not actual like it's not reality like you're totally being delusional it's fun like being delusional is always fun and it's okay I feel like girls are more open about this type of grievance so I love hearing a man be honest about his feelings like you know guys try to play it cool like he said like I tried to bite my tongue I talk like I forget you but you already know this like that's like the go-to for guys I feel like especially in like Popular music and like popular rap and hip hop, like Future and Drake and shit like that. You know, Drake does simple little and getting his feelings and admit when he's hurt and bitter, but guys don't like to embrace that. That's why they say Drake is soft and he's for the girls. And I know a lot of guys are very in tune with their feelings and I love that. Like, more guys need to grieve. Like, speaking of men's mental health Aware- awareness month, trigger warning we all know men are far more likely to commit suicide than women. Like, that's fucked up. It's really sad. But it has a lot to do with just them swallowing emotions and not learning how to process them and get through them. I saw a tweet that said, every time, like, you feel like you're about to cry and you just, like, push it down, you're storing trauma in your body. I don't know if that's science, but that sounds like facts to me. and makes sense. And I'm an advocate for crying. I cry all the time, like, over anything. Like, if I feel it, like, the feelings come up, I'll, I'll just cry. Like me and April will be watching something and I'll just be like bawling for no reason. It just feels good to let it out. It really is like a cleanse and I just really encourage more men to cry, to at least admit their feelings out loud. I think saying things out loud helps you process a lot faster than just holding it in and just talking to somebody about it or like alchemy, like turn that shit into some art, like turn your pain into art, like jacoy like got in the booth and was like i'm fucking bitter and i'm gonna write a song about it and it's a bop it's really good and i love to hear it it's nice to be reminded that guys have feelings and like even though they don't express them all the time they do be grieving for girls so shout out to him oh also random i feel like i was supposed to say this in my little intro and i forgot um when i talked about pink Panthers on that one episode a few episodes ago I mentioned that her and Caitronata had a collab coming out and it finally dropped. And it is so good. I'm obsessed. It's called Do You Miss Me? And it's super fun. You can like dance to it, but it's still got like that emo vibe to it. But yeah, back to men's mental health. Um, men, women are not your enemy. The reason we speak out about like men and all their faults and flaws and how they ain't shit you know quote-unquote is because it is affecting us as women also and because we do care about men as a whole you know because like if y'all ain't good we're not good so it might be a little bit like self-serving but at the end of the day women are empathetic and we just care for people and I know there's so many men out there that can definitely testify To the fact that if they've ever been going through it, it's probably a girl that helped them get through it. Whether it was, like, a girl best friend or their mom or sisters or their girlfriend. Like, I feel like so many girls are there for guys and, like, always trying to nurture their man's mental health. So even though there's this, like, gender war, which I don't even like to say that because it makes it sound like it's some even thing and it's just for no reason. Like, it's not a war it's you know women calling shit out and then men becoming bitter about it they don't like hearing it all the time and no guys are like that guys don't like to hear shit they don't like to be told what to do nobody does but i feel like men more so yeah it sucks seeing like men attacking women online and women doing it back but i think we need to take a step back and understand that when women are calling men out it's coming from a place of love Like that freaking girl on TikTok that made that TikTok she was a therapist she was a black woman and she was telling men to go to therapy like they need to go to therapy to learn to process their emotions because she talks to a lot of women in relationships with men and like these women are suffering and she's talking to men in therapy and like she sees that they're suffering that they don't even know how to like put words to their emotions they don't know how to process it and men did not like her delivery and they got her fired Which is fucking nuts. I hope she's doing okay. But yeah. So I don't like to see men talking about women don't care about our mental health. Like yes the fuck they do. Like y'all just don't like to hear it. And just the sooner you can accept that. The sooner we can actually have these conversations. Because when women call out toxic masculinity. That has everything to do with your mental health. We're not just saying don't act this way. Because we're trying to feminize men. Like you sound crazy. Like some of these men are so like deep down in the rabbit hole of like red pill, blue pill, and like Andrew hate shit and all that. But they really believe that there is an agenda to emasculate them. Actually, there's a TikTok that I saw. Mm, it's kind of long, but I can connect my phone to the Bluetooth on this thing. All right, let's see if this works. It is by enlightened.mentality. He stitched some guy. That was giving some major boomer energy, talking about the whole emasculation of men or whatever. And he went in like, "There's no way I could summarize this and say it better than this guy." It's like a guy in like a, a mask with like, I don't know, it's like fucking tight. I don't know. His name's Enlightened Dot Mentality, and it's called Male Flight. It's like the title of the video. If you want to go to their TikTok and look for it. Yeah, I'm just going to play it, honestly. It's like almost four minutes long, but it's really good.
2: I just heard a really, really great metaphor of uh, just how far and how fast America has declined. Okay, We've gone from storming the beaches at Normandy to needing a place where people can go when somebody else has words that they don't like. <laughs> hey,
3: man, I like your metaphor. It's always very clever to regurgitate a tired Facebook meme that aligns with how you feel about toughness and masculinity. I'm sure that's a boss move in Boomerland. But what I like about it the most is how you are your own metaphor, and you just can't see it. (laughs) Let me explain. Older generations said the same thing about the war generations that you're saying about the youth today. They claimed they were entitled and soft because they used indoor plumbing, elevators, and buttons. They even claimed they were too soft to be good soldiers. Yet those older generations and the boys that fought in the wars both wore dresses as kids. They also wore pink a lot. During the time period, cheerleading was also an exclusively male sport. And names like Ashley, Allison, Lindsay, Courtney, and Aubrey were exclusively male names. They also worked in exclusively male professions, like veterinary medicine and as therapists and as secretaries. And men today are three times more likely to get skin cancer than women. I'm, I'm sure that last one seems really out of place. So let me explain. All of these are examples of something called male flight. Male flight is a social psychological phenomenon where men abandon feminine aspects of life in fear of being viewed as weak. Men have higher rates of skin cancer for a very simple reason. Men view wearing sunscreen as weakness, because skin care in general is viewed as feminine. This is also why men tend to avoid the color pink, sports like cheerleading, and careers as secretaries. Do you know what else men view as weak and feminine? Taking care of their mental health. Want to take a stab in the dark at why the suicide rates amongst men are three to four times higher than women? And why they're even higher for men your age than the younger generations? Also kind of interesting that the areas with the highest suicide rates are an eerie mirror of the electoral map where your brand of masculinity thrives. It's easy to view this as weak, liberal-minded nonsense when you're uninformed and just using talking points about nail polish and safe spaces. But do you know where you really learn about why men are or fucked? gender studies, feminist theory, and even CRT? Wouldn't it be awesome if we started teaching young men about how social constructs about gender can harm their quality of life? <laughs> nah, who am I kidding? We should probably ban all that before they're indoctrinated into thinking their own health, happiness, and life are more important than things like being a meme about insecure masculinity on their mom's Facebook. Do you get the metaphor yet? Your meme is a safe space for insecure men. As you prance around in your front yard pontificating about masculinity, you're more likely to die than a man who uses skincare products, goes to therapy, and wears nail polish. Because fake masculinity is your safe space. And your insecure memes are leading other men into that same safe space have a good day sir and don't forget to wear your sunscreen
1: yo he fucking ate chewed left no fucking crumbs uh, i freaking gasped when i heard that and yeah there's no way i could have summarized that you know what i mean like what more could i say basically just you know gender is a social construct. And what I do want to add on to that, since he's talking about like, you know, this idea that men have of masculinity is not actually masculinity. So, OK, here I Googled traits of masculinity and then there's like positive, healthy ones and then like negative ones. So when we talk about toxic masculinity, because first of all, let's get this straight. Men like that think like the boomer at the beginning that are like, oh, masculinity is not toxic. That's not what toxic masculinity means. Like, let's please use our brains. Like, come on. Toxic masculinity is a type of masculinity. Nobody is saying all masculinity is bad or wrong. Like, how are you jumping to these conclusions and thinking that you said something? Okay, so traits of toxic masculinity include themes of mental and physical toughness, aggression, stoicism, or not displaying emotion, heterosexism, or discrimination against people who aren't heterosexual, self-sufficiency, emotional insensitivity. And I think with self-sufficiency, it kind of just, I think that's a good one. It sounds kind of like, what are you talking about at first? Like it's good to be self-sufficient. But if you think about it, I think the reason a lot of men have trouble and, you know, maybe can commit suicide or like go down a downward spiral is because they try too hard to be self-sufficient. They don't ask for help. They feel like that's not masculine. They feel like, People are going to judge them. Other men are going to look down on them. Like what a little bitch you ask for help. You can't handle it on your own, which is terrible. That's terrible for your mental health. So that's actually a really good one. And in terms of positive, healthy, masculine traits, it's like address disrespect. So, yeah, I think like when we look to someone that's masculine and this is like, you know, it's all a construct. So women can possess masculine traits as well. Anybody can. And addressing disrespect can be seen as masculine because it's, you know, standing up for yourself. When you think of like a masculine leader, like say like your dad or like whoever, someone that protects the family, they stand up for you, they make people feel safe, right? And if you are like in your positive masculinity, you're gonna encourage other men to address their mental health, to also take care of the people around them. Like if you're a leader, you should be making sure everybody is good. And that means like not being homophobic transphobic whatever like everybody you have to make sure everybody feels good you should be compassionate and kind like all these things should not be limited to only feminine people and like if you compare the toxic trait of like toughness versus like being healthy about it is like just being strong like having strength like holding it together which you know like everything It teeters a line if you don't know how to handle it like when you need to ask for help ask for help that takes courage that's also a trait that you should have like have the courage to ask for help that's gonna make you a stronger person in the long run mentally and emotionally and if you're surrounded by men that belittle you for like checking in about mental health or being open about it or being vulnerable then those are not your friends. But if you love them, talk to them. And if they come around, good. If not, you need to cut them off, like, for your sake or have somebody that you can rely on. But I think as a man, as a leader, you should be having these conversations and leading these conversations. Because if you're just, like, focused on yourself, well, if I change, that's fine. No, we need all the men to change. Like, this statistic of higher suicide rates, yeah, we need more men to change. And that reminds me of another TikTok that I wanted to talk about by Jokestar, J-O-K-E-S-T-A-R-R on TikTok. Uh, he titled it Roasting Leads to Insecurities in Men. And yeah, he basically just talks about that, how like young boys, whether it's like middle school, high school or like older, whatever, guys like are known to get together and just roast on each other. And like it's supposed to be like, haha, ha, funny, good times. It's hilarious. And it definitely is to an extent. I feel like girls like to do it a little bit too, but definitely not to the extent that men do it. Like we'll get our feelings hurt. And I know some like pick me's out there are like, Well, no, it's fun and like I get it. It is. But we shouldn't normalize taking it too far because like this guy is talking about it does lead to insecurities in men. He says like after the roast session is over, they go home and you start thinking about all the things, like whatever they called you, like whatever it is, whether it's like making fat jokes or calling you like too skinny or whatever it is whatever guys be saying to each other i don't know and there was a bunch of guys in his comments like calling him soft and like calling him a little bitch basically so this other guy stitched him his tiktok name is light summer korea three i don't know what the fuck that means but his stitch was really good he basically just had that dude's back and was like um yeah, y'all always talk about how women don't care about mental health, but, like, why should anybody care about men's mental health when y'all don't even care about men's mental health? Like, look at the replies in the comment when a guy tries to speak up about this shit. And, yeah, he's so right. I, I have been seeing a lot of, like, guys on TikTok lately that kind of are performing as, like, feminist and, like, understanding women, and then I'll see one of their TikToks come up and it's them saying some shit that's just, like, like are you even actually for women i don't think you are because now like they try to like hold women i don't want to say accountable but they want to like blame women like oh why do women like to do this against men it's like regressing and he probably like why don't you handle your own instead of telling women what to do like talk to the men like we have women over here that we've been speaking out about shit like this women have been speaking out so i don't it rubs me the wrong way when guys try to address women about it because it's like handle your shit first how about that And yeah, like like I said, women do care about men's mental health. It, it affects us greatly. So to say that we don't care is fucking insane because our lives are li- literally at stake. Like men with bad mental health have killed women, like shot up schools and yoga studios. So that's just a wild, very bold statement to make. But yeah, that dude also said that the only time he sees men allowing themselves to be vulnerable with other men Is when they're going through like a heartbreak like if they lost their girl or whatever and he says the only reason they even allow themselves to be vulnerable about that is because they want to join in on bashing women as a whole and that is fucking facts because i see that all the time on twitter and i've definitely seen it in real life too so it happens yeah so i'm gonna need all the men to just like open up their hearts and let their boys in or like yeah talk to somebody Talk to someone. If you're not ready to open up with the men in your life, like, please go to therapy. Talk to somebody. There is online therapy. Um, there are apps, but don't use that one app. BetterHelp. help. Don't use that one. I don't need to get into why right now. They're shady. You can look up why if you want, but yeah, I want you guys to get therapy, but not that one. There are options. All right. And that leads me into, I said I was going to talk a little bit about White Lotus season two episode three i believe it's the scene where it's like the father and and the grandpa and the son are on vacation okay so just quick little premise yeah they're on vacation in um tuscany or sicily or some somewhere in italy so they decide to do like a tour of like all the spots where they shot the grandfather the grandfather oh my god the godfather Which, I've never seen that. I'm going to confess that right here. I never have. It's on my list, but I don't know. I feel like I have to just because, like, I love movies and stuff, and I like to, like, know all, like, the big ones. And there's some that, like, seem boring, and then when you watch it, you're like, no, this is fucking great. So I feel like that's one. You know, I feel like film bros get a lot of hate, and there's definitely a type that deserves it. But not everybody that's passionate about movies is a film bro. So I don't know why, like... People online are just talking shit about everybody. Like, the actor that played Lip in Shameless and is doing, like, that chef show now. There's a clip of him talking about, like, Stanley Kubrick and all this stuff. And, like, this girl stitched him. And she's, like, POV, like, on a date with a film bro in L.A. or whatever. And she's just, like, bored rolling her eyes. And, I'm like, that's, like, a little mean. You know, he's just passionate. Not everybody that's passionate about a topic is a film bro, like... That people enjoy things. Like if he does that the whole fucking night, then yeah, that's mad annoying and I understand it. But if you're having a conversation trying to get to know someone and their passion is film and if they're an actor like this guy is, then like why are you surprised? Like, do you not want to get to know what people's passions are? Like I love when people gush about their passions and you should let people go on and on about it. But yeah, anyway, I always get sidetracked. So the Godfather they go with one of the girls that they meet in the hotel, this younger girl. She's the same age as the son. They're probably, I think, they're like, college age. And then the dad is actually the guy in The Sopranos that plays Chris. He's the dad in White Lotus. And then there's, like, this older man. I freaking forgot what he's in, but he's the grandpa. So, you know, three generations of men. And this season really explores, like, hmm, sexuality and, like, the gender differences, I guess, with sexuality and relationships. Yeah. Like masculinity. All it's it's a really good show. I actually just started watching it. I like binged the first season, which the first one was more about like white privilege. It was really good too. This one's more about like relationships and stuff like that. Toxic masculinity. So I'm probably gonna talk about it some more. So if you guys haven't watched it, watch it, but I'll try not to do too many spoilers. But for today it's just this one. So, yeah, they're out at dinner or, like, having brunch, whatever, at this one location where, like, this one scene from The Godfather, like, a car explodes or something. And, like, the younger guy is just, like, eh, not really into the movies. And then the grandpa's, like, it's, like, the greatest American movie ever made or whatever. And then Albie, who is the young son, he says, you're nostalgic for the salad days of the patriarchy. And then the grandpa or the dad, I don't know, says, they're undeniably great movies i think that's his dad and then albie is like men love the godfather because they feel emasculated by modern society it's a fantasy about a time when they could go out and solve all their problems with violence and sleep with every woman and then come home to their wife who doesn't ask them any questions and make them pasta and then the grandpa's like hey 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 it's a normal male fantasy and the girl like mind you she's just sitting here the whole time like quiet trying not to say anything because yeah that that would be awkward but definitely just taking it in and i think albie like can tell he's like into this girl and he probably doesn't want her to feel uncomfortable and i feel like he's the type of guy that probably would speak up anyway but he kind of is giving me a little bit off vibes we'll see what happens i don't know he's kind of giving me like i'm the nice guy vibes he said a few things during the season so far that are throwing me off a bit but okay so yeah he says hey it's a normal male fantasy And then Albie says, "No, movies like that socialize men into having that fantasy." And then his dad is like, "Movies like that exist because men already do have that fantasy. We're hardwired." And then the grandpa's like, "It comes with the testosterone." Yeah. So that was a really good little back and forth, little scene that immediately I was like, "I got to talk about that for this." And it's all just like tying together, wrapping up like perfectly for the theme. So per love that. But, yeah, I feel like we see a lot of guys on, like, these podcasts these days talking about how they're wired this way. That's just how we are. Like, we're just biologically like this. Like, we just are meant to spread our seed and cheat. And, like, that's not an excuse. Like, oh, okay. I remember what I was talking about and what reminded me of guys trying to hold women accountable for dumb shit because it has exactly to do with this and what I'm about to say. Yeah, I saw this TikTok. This guy is like, oh, like women like try to emasculate men or like they try to call them feminine to like put them down or like you know sassy. That whole conversation with which like sassy does not mean gay or feminine. Like sassy means like literally having a little attitude. Like that's not like a gender specific thing. So that is not homophobic to comment sassy. Like y'all are taking it too far. Like please. But he said he saw this video of a girl and um I follow her. I forgot her name. But she basically said that um, men who cheat are not masculine because cheating is not a masculine trait. And I 100 percent agree, actually, because like to me, a man that's actually like healthily masculine is strong and he's going to have sexual discipline. Like a guy that just leads his life with his dick and lets his dick make all the decisions. Like he sees a hot girl, gets a boner and just wants it immediately and will like risk his family for it or like risk cheating on his girlfriend even it's that's weak to me like that is pitiful that is sad like you're not a man for real and that guy on tick on tiktok was like that's like mean to call guys not masculine for cheating like you really got on this app and made that tiktok and you thought like you ate with that point like no like y'all are not masculine for cheating like what be strong get a grip just don't cheat like women have so many opportunities to cheat and they don't because they're mentally like stronger and have way better sexual discipline i feel like guys don't think that girls have to like fight the urge sometimes like when they see a hot guy or like vibe with someone or whatever like it happens for everyone like boys are not special girls just actually value loyalty and respect and would never want to risk something real for like a fleeting moment everybody finds other people attractive but it's whether you act on it or not that matters so absolutely that makes you not masculine cheating is like a fuck boy trait like you are a little boy that hasn't learned to control his emotions so yeah that was a weird tiktok for that guy to say that yeah so that whole all men are like this all men cheat blah 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 is such a cop-out for just being a terrible person and that goes for whoever you are like not just for men like anybody that cheats that's just so disloyal and just like an ugly trait like to be so comfortable to like hurt someone that you're with and like that's fucked up it's just like going off like that one tiktok of that guy in the mask going off on that guy and how he says like men are kind of holding on to this fake idea of masculinity cuz like they don't know how to actually be in their healthy masculine. Um I feel like men hold on to these like excuses, these cop-outs of like all men are wired like this, all men because they're just like holding on to this last shred of this fake idea of masculinity. Even if it's so fucking toxic. They're like, "Well, this is the only way I know how to be a man." i have no positive examples of masculinity in my life so let me watch andrew tate and what he tells me is being a man is a man to me and when people say this is wrong like i'm defensive about it like that's their logic and it's really fucking sad that they're that easily manipulated into clinging onto these toxic ass ideals like all men do not cheat and like that's just like so fucked up to get on the internet and say that shit just because you ain't shit like, there's too many videos fear-mongering, and if any of my videos has ever scared you, I do apologize. That's never my intention at all. This girl saw my video on TikTok about, like, every guy has that one ex, and, like, she was like, what did she say? She basically was just like, well, damn, like, I did not want to hear that, God damn it, you know? And I've been there. I've seen those. I think a lot of girls, like, end up on a side of TikTok where... These girls are like showing you how to like go into your boyfriend's phone and do all these secret hacks to catch him cheating and how like, oh, like he would post me on his Instagram and he introduced me to his family and I had his location and um I was with him twenty four seven and he still cheated. And it's like, okay, I get maybe they're just trying to share their story but I also understand how it could kinda come off as fear mongery. So you just gotta be strong when you go into TikTok. Don't like Take everything personal and try to like make the shoe fit for yourself and your relationship. You know, like it's good to be aware that things can happen that as long as you are just strong in like about yourself and you have self worth. All you could do is leave when it happens if you know your self worth. Don't freak out about it, don't be scared. Not all men cheat. So, oh, and I saw a tweet about Pete Davidson. That I wanted to talk about because I feel like guys are always so shocked when Pete Davidson gets a new girlfriend like he's dating um M Rada now and every time a new girl happens to like how is he doing this like it needs to be studied like why are y'all this confused like first of all that man is like a different class than everybody else here so like he's like a, a different social class like when you have money you have access to people on that level there's going to be more women that have access to procedures in a gym and to they have more free leisurely time to take care of their physical so there's a lot more baddies once you have money so i don't like when guys are like oh it's because he has money it's like not because he has money that girls like him it's just that he has access to these women and he probably has a good personality bro he's a comedian he's a comedian he's funny and he probably treats girls well i don't think girls would be in these relationships with him if he didn't treat them well you know so yeah, this tweet by r underscore anon x she said seeing how butthurt men get about pete davidson dating beautiful successful women is so silly to me like we've been telling y'all make us laugh be goofy treat us with kindness and they could all be so simple Period. And then all the freaking butthurt men, of course, like, and be 6'3 and a millionaire celebrity. Oh, wait, that don't count. Like, shut up. Like, stop crying and go better yourself, then. Like, you just want to be a victim all day. I literally just posted a TikTok about this because I saw a TikTok. This guy complaining about how, like, women have crazy standards these days. Like, back then, um, women would just date any man because they needed a man to buy them a house or to open up a bank account because back then that wasn't allowed. And, like, he said all this and realized this, and he was like, but now you have to be, like, charming. Back then, then men didn't have to be charming. Like, now, like, we have to learn all these things. And it's like, bro, you cannot be sitting up here recording and posting this and not being embarrassed. Like, you don't see, like, you look like a loser saying this. Like, just work on yourself. And he was having a conversation with another man, and the other man was trying so hard to just be nice about it and be like, well bro like like your shirt says it's time to level up and it was like so funny but yeah he's right like stop complaining online like yes Pete Davidson is tall and has money but girls don't like I feel like the whole like girls don't like guys that are short thing is an online thing and the reason like maybe you come across it more is because you're you're using dating apps so it's easier for girls to be like, Oh, how tall are you? or for you, if you have to list your height, they see it. But if you actually went out into the world, a lot of girls do not give a fuck. I promise you that. As long as you literally, like the tweet said, if you are goofy, you treat her well, like you're kind. That's really all girls like want. Like, look around. Like, how many girls do you see in real life that are dating like men that are three and millionaires and have? The crazy bodies that men think women like basically just touch grass and I'm saying that with all the love in my heart because I don't know how else to say it but a lot of men need a reality check there's a lot of men that are short and have girlfriends and it's also in the same breath a lot of these men don't want to date girls that are taller than them so it's like does height matter to you or not because I see a lot of guys talking shit about women that are too tall so you don't like that they're tall because it makes you short or do you have a preference just how women have preference i feel like guys feel like they're the only ones that are allowed to have preference like physical guys always talk about the physical preferences that they have but when girls have it they get butt hurt so it's just like which one is it can't have it both ways yeah i'm just tired of seeing men online cry about how women don't like them then they don't want to do anything to change themselves. Like. I promise if you prioritize your mental health as a man, um, a lot of things are going to change for you in your life. I promise you, you'll be able to keep a relationship, you'll be able to pull a woman, because I think a lot of guys, like, they don't know how to hit on women, because, like, they don't like to learn about psychology and mental health and different things, like, literally going to therapy or learning about it, reading about it, it will help you understand the way things work it'll help you understand that maybe the way you are approaching women is a huge turn off you know maybe the way you're living your life is a red flag for women and that's why they don't want you and you'll just feel better altogether there is no downside to prioritizing your mental health it's so important and y'all always say women don't care so say it one last time here women care about men's mental health for many reasons but just remember like we have to deal with y'all like a lot of women are in relationship with men so of course we care about mental health it's it's it takes a lot for women to have to guide men through things and give them the resources like that's so much labor and energy and it just like y'all need to appreciate it more like men uphold these like toxic masculine standards and then Cry because of the consequences of them. Like learn the difference between healthy masculinity and toxic masculinity. please. you'll be doing everyone a favor. Take care of your mental health, please. All right, guys, thank you so much for sticking around. I had so much fun this episode. actually, I feel like I talked about some really good points and um it's like hard for me to not come off. Like it's hard for me to not come off like rude maybe I don't know but I can't help it like it's just like this men's mental health thing it's a touchy topic and it's very important and like I knew I wanted to talk about it immediately and I hope I didn't come off too like cold and like take care of your fucking mental health but like damn like do it you know it just feels like women have been screaming this forever Mm -hmm. and we still get blamed and like get shit for not talking about it enough like how much more do you want us to talk about it you know like y'all need to take the lead more as men and i know my male audience is probably like tiny as fuck but shout out to the men that do listen and support simping after dark like you guys probably aren't the ones that need to hear it maybe some of you do you know there's you could always learn and do better so you know it's for everyone but maybe send this to a man in your life or have a conversation with them about it and tell them to talk to their homies and to spread the word and to actually take action like that's masculine leading the way taking action like you want to be manly and masculine do that like for something important this is actually a really fucking important cause you know but yeah also shout out to all the girls that listen I love you guys shout out to all the non-binaries I don't know if I have any non-binary listeners because the stats don't give that information but yeah shout out to the day one shout out to all my and everybody hi mom and um, yeah it's thanksgiving week actually by the time this drops so hope you all have a beautiful thanksgiving uh fuck christopher columbus and uh the pilgrims and uh, yeah thanksgiving sucks but maybe i mean we all get the day off and stuff i think well most people obviously some people still have to work but i hope you guys are surrounded by people you love even if it's not your family i hope you have somebody to talk to and that you have a beautiful weekend and i'll see you guys next time i have a special guest don't miss out see you next time bye